Howdy, and welcome to Banner Ops, where no topic is off limits. I'm Hackerjack, and today we're going to be discussing free speech and what it means in all of its definitions, interpretations, and perceptions. It's no surprise, right, that the U.S. Constitution is one of the most important documents ever written in the history of the world. In fact, most people would say it is. Declaration of Independence is actually regarded as the most important document ever written in the history of the world. Uh, but the Constitution's up there in the top five, uh, I think right behind... The bill, actually, I think it goes Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Bill of Rights, then Magna Carta. But anyways, digressing. So the First Amendment of the Constitution in the Bill of Rights states that the Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I think we all pretty much know as well that the government can't stop you from saying what you want, right? Freedom of speech is you can say whatever the fuck you want, right? But then also freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences, right? You say dumb shit, you're going to fuck around and find out, right? The government <laughs> can't do anything to you necessarily, but it doesn't stop fucking little Billy Bob in the corner from fucking busting your cheat chops, right? So there's a lot of different ways this could be interpreted, right? What do you guys think about free speech? Obviously, it's extremely important. It's the fucking foundational like tenant of our democracy, right? The ability to fucking say things without punitive action from our government. But how do you feel free speech is being treated today? It's a crazy landscape out there right now, right? Um, the with, with social media, the things people say there, uh, obviously the January 6th riots or insurrection, however you want to say that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's being attacked, also in the sense that I can't say something because other people are going to be offended. They, them, he, she, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it's mm -hmm. almost like we're trying to be controlled into what we can, what we have to say. So the first amendment specifically talks about, uh, the government coming after the American people about what Correct. they say, do or whatever. Wholeheartedly love that. It's when they make policies that go against that, that's unconstitutional. Uh, I think a lot of people, conflate the first amendment with just their voice like it's my voice uh look where you're speaking man so if you blast it on facebook or instagram or whatever those platforms can do whatever they want because you're using their platform it's not the government right. that's doing it i think the dangerous part of it is where the social justice warriors and the far left is actually crying so loud where it's getting government involved which is dangerous. There's a perfect example of it with uh, Jordan Peterson in Canada, where they were talking about, I think it was uh, trans people and pronouns, right? And he's like, no, I'm not going to use your pronouns that you prefer. Uh, you're, you're a man or you're a woman. And uh, it was a huge uproar. You can't dictate that, but they actually passed a law in Canada where you you can't do that. Like you have to use the person's pronouns. So they've already, that's why the constitution is so amazing and we have to stand by it and say, look, this document had the foresight that is so incredible. And if we nickel and dime away at our amendments within the constitution, then we're basically going to lose our free country and free speech is free thought. Think about it that way. Yeah, we also have to remember the right is not absolute, though, right? There's no there. Are, there are certain limitations to free speech, like you know, prohibitions against incitement to violence. You have defamation speech uh, that constitutes a direct threat or involves illegal activity. So there are certain things that you can't say if it 
does those things. Exercise. You cannot say, I'm going to do anything to the president, right? Not protected speech. Correct. I, I don't, don't come after me, Secret Service, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that's a threat, you know what I mean? Right. And you have to exactly. take all threats seriously. And they do. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, right. So, Boomer, you hit on a really important part, right? And actually, both you and uh, Zero did. The, the fact that, you know, posting on Twitter or Facebook, right, doesn't guarantee that you are allowed to say whatever you want, right? Because, again, the First Amendment just protects the, us from the government from infringing on our rights to free speech. Do you think that these that these platforms that espout as social media like platforms for people, they are literally platforms for people to speak. Do you think they should be holding to that as well as they espout themselves as a platform to get your voice heard? I think we have to be careful about it. While it is a, a private organization or a publicly held company, whatever you want to call it, uh, they do have the right to ban you and they have ter certain terms of service that you must abide by. Um, however, with these platforms becoming so big, especially something like Twitter, where it is the like de facto way to get some information to, to spread that information, you can't ban people just because you don't like what they're saying to a certain extent. I mean, it's, I'm not trying to get to this. Why can't you? They're a free company. They could do their private company. They could ban you forever they want. It's probably the TOS. And, and, and they've done it, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I think this kind of teeters onto that whole antitrust monopoly type of thing, though, when it comes to social media, yep. right? I feel like our generation at least had the foresight to think that, hey, Facebook is getting dangerous because remember when single sign-on became a thing? Yeah. Hey, get this app, sign on with Google or Facebook. Those were like the mm -hmm. only two things, right? It's like, okay, once that became a thing, then they inch their way into every platform in our life. Yeah. That's kind of dangerous. So now there comes to a point where there's no other medium that we can use to get our voice out because they have a monopoly on getting that out. Right. Right. And so now it's kind of like, ooh, how do we go ahead and play this? And then at the same time, there's no the the line is muddy when it comes to these social media platforms where they can dance on both sides of the line saying, hey, no, we're a platform, so we can control what uh, people say on our platform, kind of like an editor issue or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, they can jump on the other side and say, hey, no, we're a newsstand type of thing where what they say is not Facebook's uh, words, so they're able to say that kind of stuff. So they have to pick and choose. They can't just bounce back and forth. There has to be clear, definitive lines of what they are and what they can and cannot do. So I do think some regulation needs to happen there. That's a hard thing to kind of write up, though. Especially when you think about the fact, and again, we have hearkened back to that damn social media episode so many damn times because it just it's so it's so good. <laughs> the fact that, you know, social media curates what you see. You have you have censorship going on. You have even if it's silent censorship, right? Like, oh, this doesn't fit our algorithm to curate views, so we're just going to push this voice into nothingness, or we're going to elevate this voice that matches the views that we want people to see. Interesting. Or should free speech should everyone's voice be heard equally, or given the chance to be heard equally? Yes, 
Right, yeah. <laughs> Boomer's thinking for a sec. <laughs> He's like, mm, I mean, I had to think for a second, too. I was like, wait, uh, yes, that's what we want. <laughs> Intrinsically, <laughs> yes, but we can all agree that there's some people that just have stupid thoughts and words that it's like, shut up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you click a little button that says, I don't want to see this person anymore. Um, Agreed, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I'm going to another room or, okay, let's mute this guy or whatever, right? It's funny because I say that a lot, especially when like when I'm talking, like when I'm driving usually or like I'm driving with someone. It's like think think about how stupid you consider the average person to be like the absolute middle of the line human being. How much of an idiot you consider them to be now understand that 50 percent of the population are stupider than that. Do you <laughs> want to hear that voice? Absolutely not. <laughs> right. And I, I think I lean towards let the platform be whatever it is, but it's up to each individual to censor themselves, have mm. the ability to hide posts or unfollow or don't show me this ad again or something like that. It, let the people decide what they want to see. Let them curtail or form their social media the way they want to see it with the risk of it being an echo chamber. But if that's what they want. Let them do that themselves. Don't let the platform do that for the people. 100%. Now, in the same vein, right, we're still talking social media here. Uh, we go back to the election times, right? When presidential candidates were buying ads and putting out information and whatnot. Some sites were pushing a candidate's ads way higher than the other and vice versa based on what people, what they thought people should see or based on, you know, whether it was bots or whatever, right? How do you feel about that? For spe specifically for political, like, campaigning, do you feel like that should be controlled in a way? So I, I think that if they're going to push political campaigns on there, it should be equal. It shouldn't be the position of the company to push their own political agenda based you know for, for that candidate right they they shouldn't like if if facebook is a super liberal company they shouldn't be only pushing the liberals right right it, it should be even across the board or don't fucking have political ads on there that's that there true i would i would argue that it's that social media is damn near the same as television now 100%. so if that's the case then they have to follow the laws or the 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 restrictions that television does with the fcc saying, hey, whatever is on my platform, I'm liable for it. So if that's the case, then they can push out, you know, ads to whatever, whoever they want, whichever leading way it is. Just like you have like Fox Network and you have ABC or any other company, they can push out whatever they want, but they have to vet all that stuff before, right? It's dangerous though, but they're, that's, that's, the, that's a good example of them jumping the line. Like, oh, yeah, well, we could do this because, hey, we broadcast this stuff out. But then, hey, no, 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 we don't condone that. That guy said it here and then saying they're innocent. Like, choose a side, man. I would say that walks the line of impossibility, right? Because you look at a TV, like you look at a TV station, right? A producer has already planned out exactly what that month is going to show, right? They're going to, here's, we're going to show fucking Bambi and then we're going to show some, you know, Pawn Stars marathon right it's like they have this whole curated thing they've chosen exactly what it's going to look like but that has already been created by like producers that is professionally created content social media you could have people fucking 
here's a 10 second clip of me jerking off. Everybody watch. Right. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it, but there's like 500 million people uploading fucking little 10 second clips of them jerking off or doing fucking cat dances or whatever the fuck. Right. How, how is a company supposed to curate that and say, all right, yeah, we can abide by the FCC's regulations here. There's no fucking way. It's about when the people are paying, right? They're paying Facebook to post those ads. That's true. If you want to talk just the ads, that's fine. But if we're talking about the entirety of user-created content, you're going to have a yeah. hell of a time. Yeah, I think the entirety of it is is a huge no. But when these people are paying to have their stuff shown more often, that's okay. when you have to vet that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So just I was making sure clarifying. Cool. Yeah, the um, other one would be impossible. <laughs> you think about I think huge what is it? YouTube status like they upload like enough like in like 10 seconds or whatever, they enough uh, upload enough stuff to like encompass like a lifetime, a single lifetime of shit. Like it's insane. There's so much yeah. content that just gets fucking uploaded to YouTube. How do they have the storage space, man? That's where, what I'm wondering, right? Where is the hard drives? <clears throat> I can only get what? Like 500 gigs on my gmail this is bullshit <laughs> i know right the fuck um okay so in the same vein of companies right especially this is a good segue because boomer brought in the fcc and how we do with television right how do you feel about news media and how there are some news media outlets that say shit that is harmful right alex jones just got caught up for his Infowars debacle right when he basically uh, denied the Sandy Hook massacre, right? Vehemently. And he like completely defamed everyone who said that it was a thing. False flag this, whatever. Obviously, Alex Jones is a fucking nut job, right? And if you're listening to this, yes, you're a nut job, Alex Jones. Anyways, uh, I'd still listen to you because you're fucking funny as shit. But a nut job. <laughs> uh, right? But then you have, you know, other other news stations you have like msnbc which espouts fucking extreme left shit you have fox news which airs on the left or on me on the right uh and then you have breitbart you know things different news media outlets right that contribute and sometimes they incite their people to do actions that are violent at times we think we look at like the riots in fucking portland we look at blm stuff we look at the uh, January 6th stuff, right? Who should news media be responsible when the things they say cause action that is destructive or violent? I think they have been, right? Like Fox News was sued back in 2020 uh, for their the Dominion voting systems. Hmm. But by right? Dominion though, right? Dominion but had by to Dominion. go and say, hey, y'all are fucking defaming us. Does that mean that every single person who's wronged is like, okay, cool. I have to get in a fucking legal battle legal with battle. a company that has way more fucking money and lawyers than I could ever imagine. Well, yeah. what was the outcome <laughs> of that, that lawsuit though? Did they win? Oh, they Did pay. Dominion win? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Fox News had to pay. And they fired uh, Tucker Carlson, I think for it. Or is that yeah. related? I no, I, I don't think it was that one. Was it? I think it was around Tucker the same time. I might have conflated left it. Left on his own accord. Yeah, but you, you also have to prove actual malice, right? Because they, they are protected, you know, for right. being pressed. So that's the hard part, right, is, is proving actual malice. You don't have to prove malice. You have to have tort, which is like them doing something. Like, you have to be able to prove that their action did something wrong to you. That's all you need to, t to sue someone. Yeah, but but it has to be on purpose to damage that, mm -hmm. that person. 
nah, man, if I fucking, you know, if I accidentally chop your dick off, I still chopped your dick off. You can sue me for chopping your dick off, even if it was not malicious. Uh, I thought I thought it was something different for stuff like defamation, but I I could be wrong, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think it was CNN that was also sued for from that kid. Do you remember the kid who was the um, Native American leader was banging the drum in his face, and then CNN smeared the crap out of him? Yeah, he yeah. sued CNN in one as well. Good, fuck yeah. Well, I I think the news media is not the media anymore. They're entertainment because they get a lot of money. I mean, everything is about views, right? So then they yeah. they are like creeping in on tabloids, basically. Like they're becoming tabloids. Yeah, yeah 100%. Cause it's, it, it's all it has biases all over it. And it's ridiculous. Because I feel like uh, a news station that I won't name went, went, went to like a Senate committee hearing. And when they were questioned, like, you know, you you tout yourself to be news media, and they said no, we're entertainment. Why would anybody take what we say to heart? They literally fucking said that. <laughs> like, oh, oh, wow. so this is the game we're playing now. Yeah, like, why would anybody believe us? Like, <laughs> okay, thanks. So yeah, do you think that maybe a special designation should be able, like, if you use the word news? In your title, do you think you should be beholden to certain restrictions? Like you deal with facts, you get information, and that's it? Or do you think that's too restrictive? Yeah, I mean, you have to have sources to back up your stuff, right? Like we, we, if we're publishing any paper for school or anything like that, right? We have to have sources that back up our information. They right. should be publishing, maybe not necessarily who the source is, obviously, for <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Prote protective reasons, <laughs> but have the ability to back that up. Right. What do you think, Boomer? I do want them to be held liable for misinformation. It seems like the press, if, if, if you're a press company, right, or at mm -hmm. least in the Constitution, the First Amendment, freedom of the press, mm -hmm. then you should just be speaking the truth. And it's hard to fund a, a, a company that is doing something that should be righteous, right, or at, have integrity. But how many times does the news go ahead and get something wrong and they never apologize for it or whatever? And and that's a hard mm -hmm. thing because they're they're not always right. Like I bet right. you seventy percent of the time they're correct, but then they have the thirty percent. It's like going back. Like every episode, we have to go ahead and say we're sorry about this, 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 and this, and this. Right? Yeah. There's a real information, but the damage is already done after you said the false narrative, right? right. It Correct. hits mainstream and everyone goes off of that narrative. It's like, huh. <clears throat> so I, instead of the whole first to the headline type of mentality that has always been a thing since newspapers yeah, to be the most correct. And then I, shit, I don't even know how to regulate. I'm just spitballing here with my mind right now. But like every time you get false information out there, you should have a ding on a credit score, if you will, right? <laughs> and then have that be public to be like, yeah, these guys lie most of the time or give false information 70% of the time. So that way, the American people are at least informed about which press, news, or whatever it is, is credible. And and if that drives ratings, or at least let that be the the status quo, like, hey, how credible you are, and then you get money for that. As opposed to viewership, I don't know how you can yeah. do that, but like that would be—it's it's basically incentive, right? 
news media is incentivized to make money. Period. Dot. Everything is incentivized to make money. But if you can incentivize in order to make money, it has you have to hit the certain score. Like it incentivizes them to get money by credibility. And mm-hmm. the higher the credibility, then boom, you get this much money. I don't know how, from where, from whatever, but something needs to change where that incentive is geared towards truth than dollar signs. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new branch of the FCC who goes through and regulates it. Right. You know? um, another thing that the, the news tends to do is they'll speak the truth, but they cherry pick what they say. Yes, to fit their narrative. To, to 100% to fit the narrative. They don't give you the whole story. They give you these very specific talking points. And you're like, you know, uh, he killed somebody. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's awful. In defense of a family (laughs) who was also, you know, being attacked. Oh, well, (laughs) we don't want to say that, though. You know, we just want to say that he killed somebody. Ruthlessly shot and slayed. Yeah. (laughs) While defending his family. While defending his family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the other guy shot first. Yeah, It's in the fine print, y'all. It's in the fine print. It's in the the cliff notes. (laughs) Uh, so talking more about right about media and stuff, maybe turning a little bit, um, should there be consequences for people who use their right to free speech to spread false information or fake news that could harm the public health or the public safety or even democracy in general? So, right. So thinking back to COVID, no matter what your thought is on the vaccine, right, we've we've as we've gone forward, we've discovered that maybe the vaccine wasn't, you know, as fucking thought out as it was supposed to be, like some people predicted. And hats off to you for being smart. But at the time, right, taking the vaccine was a good, viable option to prevent you from dying from COVID. Whether you want to admit it or not, people who got who, people who took the vaccine didn't die from COVID. Maybe you had a couple outlying cases, but you got the vaccine, you didn't die from COVID. Now we're dealing with the long-term consequences of whether that was a smart idea to to take a rapid produced vaccine, right? That was made within like two or three months. Miraculous as it was, but at the time it saved lives. Do you think people who argued against it or called it fake or whatever and dissuaded people from getting it should have been punished? Especially now that we know what to do now that maybe it wasn't as good, right? But at the time, people really wanted to go after those who were being like, oh no, don't take the vaccine. It's full of whatever right i don't remember but y'all remember (laughs) yeah yeah no i I think at the time they were making decisions based on the facts that they had at hand right right so so they were making those decisions based on what was presented to them and and that's all you can do right like sometimes you have to make a decision based on the facts that are in front of you 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 you, that's it what do you do now i mean we had people kicked out of the military for denying the vaccine I don't know what the percentage is, but a huge chunk of our military was kicked out for that. It was, it was a greater than 1%, which is enough. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you impact military readiness there. You impact a lot of things. Um, morale for, for everybody that was involved. Yep. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Can, can you go back and say, just kidding, you can come back in the military? You know, I, I don't know what you do there. <laughs> but Oops. <laughs> well, they kind of did. I think. I think there was a, a, a memo. Remember that came out is like, "Hey, this is wrong. No one will get kicked out anymore for refusing the vaccine." But this is already the damage has already been done. Already done. We right. were already mandated anyway after this memo. But they said that these people can join back in. But like, 
like cutting your dick off. Your dick is already off, man. Like you already kicked yeah. me out. How do I trust a company? How do I trust the government? How do I trust the military to have my back if I come back in when they just did something so blatantly disrespectful to me anyway for my own beliefs, right? Yeah. It's like, fuck you, dude. No, I'm not I'm not coming back. Um agreed. Uh, going back to the point that Hacker Jack was trying to make about people inciting things, I kind of relate it to before social media. When someone is spouting something on the side of the street, you're like, oh, what's he talking about? Right? You didn't know who this guy was, but you're like, well, that's some interesting thought. And then you would go home and kind of research it on the slow ass dial up or something like <laughs> if it interests you. Um, Mom, get off the phone. <laughs> but like now everyone has a voice on the internet and everyone is saying one thing or the other. It's hard to get that little gauge of like, is it true? Is it not? But I think it always, always, always comes down to the person to do the due diligence of research to figure out what's true, what's not true before making an assumption of doing something. So I don't think these guys would be penalized. I think people mm-hmm. are lazy, like, oh, my God, he got me excited. And now I did this. Now it's his fault. Pointing fingers <laughs> like, bitch, look at yourself first, right? Like, you got excited. You got emotional about what that person said or what this group said over here. And you thought that was the right thing to do to go ahead and write? Mm, that's your action. You did that. You can control your, your emotions about what a group said. To make you do something. I, I hate that argument. Like I just everyone is in control of their own actions, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. to blame the person that excited you to get actions, like I think you're just weak if you can't do that. You're weak. <laughs> <laughs> now let me caveat, like everyone gets worked up, everyone gets emotional, right? And there might be a time where you do explode out of emotion. The key thing is to own up to your mistakes or your actions after it happened and be like, I was wrong. I acted emotionally, did this. I shouldn't have done that. Basically repent, right? And don't do it again. No one does that anymore, it seems like. Yeah, they'll die on the horse. Yep. All right. So taking another weird step, one that's actually probably going to be near and dear to our hearts, should whistleblowers be protected under the umbrella of free speech? even if it means disclosing classified or sensitive information in the public interest. Okay, let me break that down. <laughs> yes. Yes, whistleblowers should be protected. When it comes down to classified and, and you're talking national security implications there, yeah. there are avenues to mm-hmm. disclose those atrocities, whatever you want to call them, those those things. So, okay. yes, it should be protected. If you're talking about Snowden, man, fuck I, that guy. I am, I am talking, well, okay, Snowden is yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah, no, umbrella. fuck Snowden. There's, right? there's a few people, right, that are in this, but yes, yeah, Snowden's the big one, right? Fuck Snowden. We know fuck Snowden. But, right, um, but that's because Snowden was fucking wanton with what he released. Like, he was worried about one thing, and he released one thing, and then he ended up releasing a bunch of fucking shit. Stupid. Anyways, <laughs> by the way, if you want to see something really funny, go watch John Oliver's interview with Snowden. Uh, can the government see my dick pics? Uh, fucking hilarious <laughs> interview where where John Oliver kind of like banter's with him, and he kind of fucking he kind of you know hammers on Snowden for what he did a little bit. Uh, like you realize fucking how like what you did was like really bad, right? Well, people died because of what he said. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, again, we're playing mind like the, the game of thought, right? So let's say someone feels like they've gone through the, the actual channels and nothing has happened and that the thing is still being perpetuated, whatever is against public interest, and they feel their only avenue then, once the whistleblower avenue has failed, is to release it to the public. Should no. they still be protected? The press. Then you release it to the, the press. press. To, the, to the press. Sorry. Right? Because they have protected. The source is protected. Right. Right? And at least it can get some notification. And the press has to do their due diligence of putting out truthful shit. Do they? Now? I don't know. Right? It doesn't <laughs> we just got like to say it. we don't have to. But that, that was the avenue. Hey, I right. don't like what this company or government is doing. This government entity. Cool. Whistleblower protected. Well, you guys are covering it up. Cool. I'll take it to the press. They highlight it. Get action going to the American people. Like, what the fuck? What is this? Right. But now it seems like the press is just another arm of the government. <laughs> so it, it just feels scary. Like the government is just getting more and more. They're, they're putting their fingers into social media too, right? We yep. know this. That is what's so dangerous about it. And I just so understand why people don't get that. And when the right or conservatives talk about free speech, it's about, look, let us just have our speech, our free thought, whatever. And then even on social media. But when you know that the government is intertwining with these social media, that is unconstitutional. That's the point. They're like, oh, no, whatever. You're just hate speech here. It's like, no, this is just speech. Right, like the whole term hate speech. It's like if if I said, "Hey, you have a small dick," that could be hate speech now or something like that, right? Because you got offended or whatever. What's that line here, right? And I'm sure there's a definition, but that's the point, right? I want media to be its own entity that's against the government, honestly, no matter which side it is, right? It should be the same team for crying out loud. I don't understand why it's biased now, but anyway, that should be against the government. Because the media is basically our avenue to go after the government with a voice that's bigger than just our local community. That was, I thought, the whole point of the media. I, I was going to go off on a, on a different tangent of how a lot of our rights are double-edged swords, right? Mm -hmm. Second Amendment, it's a double-edged sword. Like we, We're allowed to own firearms, but bad people do bad things with firearms. Right. Same thing happens with free speech, right? We have a freedom of speech to whatever extent you want to talk about. Um, there's also a bad side to free speech. Right. Cause you know, people can say shit that's incites riots and shit like that, but they're Correct. not actually responsible. So yeah. So that's, that's the bad side of, of free speech is people can have hate speech still protected under freedom of speech. It's unfortunate. Right. And we don't want those types of people in our communities, but, it is their right to freedom of speech. It's the, it's the double-edged sword of it. And we, and we just have to accept that. Yep. Again, fucking each person should just censor their own feed to what they want to see or not. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, don't like, go to those protests that they're saying stuff that you don't want to hear. Just don't show up. If a business is, is, has their own freedom of speech and they're saying stuff, they have, you know, things on their windows about, you know, uh, uh, free Palestine or, uh, uh, I support, I stand with Israel, like whatever it might be. If you don't support that thing, just don't go there. Yeah. That's the beautiful part of it. <laughs> so 
moving into cyber, right? Just because this is fun. I just like kind of going off on these different things. All right. So the situation where, you know, someone uh, someone acquires maybe like a company gets breached. Someone acquires a list of a database full of data that has like email addresses, passwords, date birth, you know, all the, all the personal information. And they put that online. Is that free speech? No, they broke a law already. That's PII. Exactly. They broke a law. That's illegal activity. That's a, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what if someone accidentally... Easy. easy question. Next. <laughs> what if someone, <laughs> you know, what if someone accidentally shares your information? Online? Accidentally? Do- yeah, if they dox you. Doxing is like the is the uh, is the act of revealing your true identity. Like if I told everybody your true name and your address and whatnot, but it was an accident. Like I, I let it slip, and you didn't catch it in editing. Is it is it my fault? Have I have I committed a wrong? Am I protected? No, because it wasn't illegally done. Did, did you acquire his information illegally and then share it? I guess. Or did you just know it and share it and then then then? Well, okay, I oops there. <laughs> like like my name my address that's all public record that's true and opm has been fucked so many times but no no i can't do anything to you because I mean, uh, it happens all the time has anybody been sued for doxing probably i don't know i can't think of any specific cases but i know that it's yeah like, and have they won <laughs> right uh, doxing where, what does that stem from is it an acronym for some uh d-o-x-x uh i think it's like your documents or something like personal documents i don't know the the origin oh, of the d-o-c-x word. like microsoft docs uh doxing meaning yep yep stands uh derived from the phrase dropping docs or documents or documents right uh yeah it's 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 hacker speak <laughs> no, just, <kidding. laughs> just like phishing or spamming or yeah this one's doxing so taking this into into the classroom right just because this is this is definitely something that's been going on right there has been a control of information that's being taught in our classroom right as uh governments have gone in to try to control you know whether it's critical race theory or talking about you know like how to teach math to kids should should there be a stymie on what teachers teach our kids or teacher should teachers be able to express their free speech in the classroom? Should the government be able to tell you, no, 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 you can't teach that thing because it goes against what we want. We want people to think. And these are good fucking questions, man. Really good ones. Oh man. Okay. So me personally, my school, should teach me the things I need to succeed in life, right? My, my maths, my sciences, my social sciences, my histories, that stuff. I don't need the school to teach my children on how they should vote, on how they should be in their bodies, how they should, the, the stuff that I, I'm supposed to teach my children. Basic sex education, I think is okay at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I only say that because there are some parents out there who do not teach their kids that. Right. Um, and, and I do think it's important. Um, however, I could also argue that every parent should be teaching them that. And if that's, that's a failure on the parent, if they're not doing that. So that could be taken out of schools if you would like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's my responsibility to raise my kid how I see fit. I need you to teach them the things that I am unable to teach them. Okay. Boomer. 
Yeah. So being an instructor, so we, we all were instructors before, right? Yes. And we do teach the material. There are objectives that we need to get accomplished in a course. How an instructor kind of relates with students to get that point across is a good thing. But if they use some examples or analogies that tie into political stuff, that's teetering on a line. And it's hard, like as an instructor, to relate with your students, to kind of befriend them, to gain their trust. Uh, so that way you can get through to them to effectively communicate the the subject or the objectives. That's important. And so if you stifle speech in certain kind of ways that you can't effectively get that across to students, that's hard. That's dangerous. You're kind of handcuffing teachers. Right. So I get kind of worried about that. Every company that you go to, whether it's in the DOD where you can't say certain things, right? And if you do, you're reprimanded. Any other company probably has the same kind of policy with HR, right? It's like, right. don't say this stuff, but be relatable as much as possible. I say, yeah, in schools, don't talk about the, the, the bad things, right? Uh, sex, religion, uh, race, you know, those things, the hot topics, whatever, just teach the damn stuff. Right. I agree. Uh, so then taking this and doing a slight pivot, can a teacher come in and show a Confederate flag or a pride flag no. in the classroom? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you, no, that, that doesn't need to be in my class in the classroom. What, 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 is, what is that providing? It's an expression of their free speech. If yeah, it, let's like, dude. Let's say, know. okay, let me change this. It's not a flag. It's the clothing they wear. Right. No. So, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm I, with yes. I actually side with the yes. Yes, right? discourse. <laughs> because as long as they're not talking about it, right, it's just something that you have, right? Um, now, if a student asks you about that, you're like, oh, well, it's this flag. And that's it. Like, just oh, nope. You, you already like generated conversation. Uh, <laughs> but now, but now you're being the thought police. Zero. I can't think. No, of certain just the, the exact same way that I can't go to my work in the military and say certain things about certain people. Yep. Right. But, I can't wear certain things. I can't wear and say certain things outside of my work. But now this right? is where it gets crazy, right? Well, because if there's a dress code, okay, then sure, yeah. don't wear Confederate flags or Pride flags, and it's written sure. there, then sure, whatever. But like, if there isn't anything like that, I don't see anything wrong with that. Again, if you, as long as you're not preaching or freaking trying to rally the troops to go under your own cause of that, that's that's overstepping. That's my opinion. So the public schools, right? It's public school system is ran by whom? The government and the oh, government yeah. shall mm -hmm. not infringe on your right free speech so can a government tell a teacher oh no you can't you can't wear that that's your freedom of expression freedom of speech can't do that that's literally a protected right well again as long as it's the dress code right the correct like you said it has to be right? written out and blanketed across right the whole faculty yeah because and then going back to what boomer said earlier right this is the responsibility of the parent to curate what they want for their child private schools and charter schools exist for a reason for the exact purpose of i don't like what my child is learning in public school what they're being exposed to 
I'm going to go move them to a private school where I can have more of a voice in what is actually taught. Yeah, but everybody can't afford to go to a private school. Ooh, that's a that's a completely that's different subject. That's where school choice comes up, right? And like let the money follow the student kind of thing. Oh anyway, yeah, that's that's yeah, different topic. That that's a good topic though. For money in a Harvard and affirmative action and yeah. how more legacy people are coming into schools now into Harvard. Oh, more just about equal opportunity for kids, like a child. <laughs> I was talking about how the money follows when certain protections aren't in place. Right. But OK, yeah, we, we, we won't go. There. <laughs> that is a long topic that may not be. Well, do you think it's tied to freedom of speech? No, I don't, so, let, let, let nah, that be a, really. school choice okay. be a different topic. Got it. OK, yeah. cool. Because <laughs> that's that's a huge can of worms. <laughs> that, is, that is a huge can of worms. Yeah. So if if. If you want, I mean, there are avenues, right, for you to do it. Or you can homeschool your kid, right? As much as I am against homeschooling as a fucking thing, because I believe that social interaction is extremely important for childhood development and taking them away from that makes little fucking sociopathic monsters. Uh, (laughs) 100%. (laughs) A high percentage of people that I've met that have been homeschooled are not right in the head. Like you interact with them and they just, they're different, man. Like it's like the Hills have eyes sometimes, right? Cause they didn't get that <laughs> social interaction of growing up with other kids. And then some kids, some homeschool like parents were like, Oh yeah, we have homeschool playtime like once a week or whatever. It's like, bro, like <laughs> you need that on the daily. I, yeah, exactly. I need to be interacting with people on the daily. I need to get my friends, I need to be bullied. I need to bully others, right? I need to have that fucking interaction of growing up and being a shithead kid with other kids so I can learn, hey, if you're a shithead, you're going to fuck around and find out or help someone else find out when they fuck around. It's that whole building of humanity. But anyways, the options are there whether whether I agree with them or not. So I don't really have any other extra questions Uh, off the top of my head. I know we've kind of pivoted around a lot. But really, every other question I could think of was would kind of be diving back into things we've already talked about. So are there any other parting thoughts for free speech from Boomer or Zero? Just like with all your rights, be responsible or somebody's going to be responsible for you. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're not, I, that's that's perfect. Zero. If you're not responsible to go ahead and moderate yourself or what you're exposed to, then someone else will do that. And the easiest form of that, because people are lazy, is using the government. And that just makes them more powerful. Why would you want a super powerful government that controls its people? Why would you ever want that? America is not about that. Okay. That's why our constitution's there in the first place. And I guess when it comes back down to the arguments of socialism and all that kind of stuff, it, that that's why we're so that's why the right is so adamant about stopping that because we've seen it happen in communist countries and socialistic countries where eventually they do control their people and then they can't do anything and then they flee to come to America. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been documented, it's been proven that it doesn't work. People are flawed. Own up to your mistakes. Freaking just have fucking virtue. Have a fucking sense of mind to think of 
what is right and wrong and to go forward with that man i don't know it just fucking quit being a victim quit being lazy rely on yourself and get some good friends that you can bounce ideas off of like in banner ops where you can go ahead and talk about this stuff and then come to a consensus together and be like you know that actually makes more sense where you can actually learn from each other and then hang out with each other and then just propagate that through action as in like lead by example like i don't need it to rally up people to make people think that what we think is correct no we just live it in our own lives and if people admire that they'll gravitate towards us right and then through osmosis if you will they'll do the same practice nice. quit being lazy <laughs> <laughs> be responsible all right as always thank you for listening to our podcast and if you're interested in continuing the discussion consider donating to our patreon for as little as one dollar to ask us questions directly and interact with our listeners in our discord and as the great philosophers bill and ted said be excellent to each other banner ops out <laughs>